Welcome to episode 515 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I am sharing, or talking about, excuse me, uh, haunted places in the U.S. And uh, you can always find all episodes of the show on the podcast page, along with links to all social media and other ways to contact me. And that page is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, there you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing my shows and putting them up on the station as you hear them with all the music and everything. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Um, you can also... Um, Find some books I've written, paranormal, paranormal fiction and nonfiction, over on Amazon. And uh, you can also sign up for my Patreon page to get one extra True Paranormal Stories from the Web episode per month, starting this month. Uh, and um, you can join any of the membership tiers there to get that. Or if you want to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal. Um, I apologize, but right, really that's the only way I've found that works for me uh, in in terms of those kinds of services due to my low vision and um, technical difficulties and other other issues. So, um, but yeah, thank you all for listening here and being here. And um, I'm really glad to be back doing these shows again. Uh, tonight, we're talking about another location in Alabama, still working through uh, Working through the U.S. in in order of the states in alphabetical order, and uh, I think I'll have maybe another I don't know three to five of these shows on this state, and then we'll probably take a break from this for a little while uh, and focus exclusively on the book review shows just to get them with the Charles Fort series. Um, then I'll start up again in the next date and a later date. But um, doing this whole series just because. There are so many places, and even with this the series I'm doing on all these places in all these states, uh, anyone I'm sure who's looked in, into these topics of the paranormal and unexplained will know that this is just what people have found online and reported online just as of whenever I'm recording these shows. This is not uh, not in any way, I don't think it's possible to make a complete list of places that are said to have paranormal activity. Because I think paranormal activity happens all around the world. It's just a matter of when and how often and um, who's there to see it and how often they report it. 
So, but I think it's been amazing to do this series, and um, we'll we'll do a uh, sort of a breakdown of of um, what like patterns that come up as I'm as from all these shows as we get deeper into it. And uh, it's been a lot of fun doing the research for this and finding articles about these places online that we can look at and that aren't just from sort of uh, paranormal themed websites. Um, some of them are from news outlets. So, and uh, so all these links will be in the episode description um, to these articles I'm going to talk about tonight. I might not even get through all three of them, um, but I will include all of them anyway in the episode description. And uh, we can go from there. And so let me see here. Okay. Uh, this first article I want to uh, talk about is from abc3340.com. I'm guessing that's some kind of a possibly an AM radio station. Not sure. Um, but the title of this article reads, The Alabama University with a Reputation for Spooky Sightings. And this is, of course, talking about and I'm probably going to say this wrong, Monteve Montevallo, Alabama, and the university there. So uh, this article says, let me see here, uh, someone in the article here named Grace didn't know about the history of the main hall at the University of Montevallo until after she moved in. And she heard a lot of stories about it once she got she got involved in basically once she moved there. And uh, so let me see here. Looking at this article more here. Uh, she lived, Grace lived in main hall for two and a half years. In that time, she said that she witnessed some uh, strange things, some eerie things. Uh, apparently Grace saw a, composite, I'm guessing just an object that was built in a class, fall randomly. Uh, okay, a composite is the pictures of the old sorority sisters on the wall. So it's a picture. Uh, she's seen many of these pictures, similar pictures, fall. Uh, she's even seen people's footsteps just stop in front of doors. So I'm guessing she means she's heard the footsteps just stop in front of doors. Uh, she's seen shadows pass through windows. That's an amazing one. Uh, and a ton of stories from other people there who have um, had other experiences as, well, experiences as well. Let's see here. The article next goes to Professor uh, Heatherly. Has been the university's archivist since 2007. And he mentioned that something... Uh, tragic did happen to uh, in the main hall to a student there, um, but we don't really need to go into that. Uh, but basically, ended up passing away there. Um, so let's see here. Says the school's board of trustees at the time. Uh, I'm sorry, goes more to that. So um, the stories say that this um, young woman can be uh, seen, I'm sorry, heard, running in the main hall. Uh, let's see here. Something else that's 
rumored to have stuck around is a certain image on a door. Those are always amazing. Says to this day, one of the things that um, they display there every Halloween is the door to this young woman's do dorm room. Because, and that's according to Heatherly, that Professor Heather Heatherly. Um, and apparently, you can see the face of this. So apparently, there was a fire, is what happened. And this this young woman passed away there because of this fire. But her image is um, burnt. At least the image of a face is burnt into this door. And uh, so that's odd. Uh, another campus ghost story centers around the Civil War and the first president of the Alabama Girls Industrial School. It says... Uh, Professor Heatherly told the news outlet that, according to legend, what is now Reynolds Hall was used as a hospital uh, for wounded Confederate soldiers. Now, of course, hospitals throughout time seem to be hotspots for paranormal activity um, just because of all the life and death going on there. Um, so apparently, the story, let me see here. So it says Henry Reynolds, the first president of the school, was also a lieutenant in the Confederate Army. And the story goes, while Reynolds was defending the town, um, excuse me, Union soldiers attacked, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, killing troops in the hospital. So it says that uh, from that day forward, um, Reynolds vowed to uh, vowed never to leave. So the portrait of Reynolds that hangs in the parlor of Reynolds Hall, uh, according to everyone that's there, a lot of people that are there. Apparently, in that picture, his eyes will follow people. That's amazing. And again, that goes into how is that done? Is that contact? Is that some kind of telepathic contact um, projection? Anyway. Uh, it says that if we take that picture off the wall, uh, it, he reappears the next morning. So he's also apparently constantly patrolling the building. So you can hear the sounds of boots and the doors and the windows as he patrols the building on the inside. Um, basically there to protect, protect the building for the rest of time. So that's that's odd. Um, let's see here. So looking at the rest of this here, this is a good size article. Um, uh, let me see here. We might only go through this one. We'll see. Says that as for eerie, enco eerie encounters, and it has a list here. Says that um, people. Let me see. Professor Heather Lee says he hasn't had any experiences there, but. Um, he says it can be a little unnerving knowing the history of the uh, the building, that that particular hall, and what all supposedly took place in the building. Because again, it did mention it, a lot of that was a legend. So, but there are reports apparently of activity there. So, again, you have to wonder with these legends, what what is the actual reason for the the activity there? Is it the legend that somehow 
all these people who became aware of that legend sort of contributed to it, to the energy and to the activity, or was there something that really did happen there that the legend is meant to explain um, why there's activity there? It's hard to say. Uh, let's see here. Another location uh, is known as the King House. It's one of the oldest buildings on the campus. And most of the stories around there center on the man who had the house built in 1823, Edmund King. Um, Professor Heatherly says that King was uh, really wealthy. He had most of his money in gold coins. So one of the ghost stories is that when you're in the house, you can hear the clinking of him counting money and then you can hear one of his uh of course at the time um he had slaves say greed in the background say the word greed in the background so uh other stories have uh king dying while attempting to bury his gold to keep it from union soldiers so some people have said they've seen a light bobbing through the uh, former orchard. So, again, you have lights. Um, so often happens in paranormal activity here. And, of course, the last episode of the show I just recorded was uh, featured lights um, in the complete, the review of the complete books of Charles Fort there. So, um, let's see here. Heather Lee said that King actually died two years before Union troops came to Montevallo. But that doesn't stop the stories or the fun when guests of the university stay in the King House. So let's see there, right there you see that the legend and then the historical data don't match. So that makes me wonder, again, what's causing the light? Um, let me see here. It says that there are some odd stories, funny stories. Um, apparently people that were on a... Uh, they were looking, basically looking for ghosts, looking for paranormal activity late at night. Um, let's see here. So apparently there was uh, someone that was staying in the house one night and and uh, encountered the people that were looking for paranormal activity and the people thought there was things going on when there wasn't. So that's always also a possibility and, and a lot of experiences you have to Sort of look into that. But anyway, so that's that article here. And again, this is from a news outlet, which I, I love finding these articles about these places that do appear on, again, these sort of paranormal um, haunted places list, uh, lists or sites. But then you have articles from major uh, news outlets that talk about these um, these encounters and ex experiences. So. Really neat article there. Um, let me see here. So let me look at here. Find the next of the articles. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. This next one is from ShelbyCountyReporter.com. So again, this is another one. Not a um, paranormal-themed website. In fact, the article we probably won't get to is the one that is from more of a paranormal-themed uh group or the website company. 
Uh, this is from, again, so I just mentioned already, ShelbyCountyReporter.com. Title reads, The Ghosts That Haunt uh, Montevello. And um, so let me see here. Now, this is about, excuse me, the, um, again, about that same university from a different person, a librarian with the last name of Woe, L-O-W-E, uh, tells the ghost stories of the university in the King family's cemetery on campus. So um, apparently the ghost lore of the university, uh, which has passed between uh, students and residents of the area for years, was shared during a ghost walk on the university's campus on um, June 11th, I'm guessing of earlier this uh, last year. Also, I haven't said this yet, I forgot, because I'm busy with these shows. Um, glad to be here with everyone in 2024. So, um, so uh, Lowe, who was the new director of the uh, U of M, that's Montevello, uh, Carmichael Library, led a walk around the campus uh, telling the stories of the university's most infamous ghosts. Lowe said that she was a reference librarian and people would ask all the time about the ghosts. And um, so she said that they decided to set the story straight and inform people of the real stories. And again, that's important because from the last article you see that the history and the legends don't always don't always match. So it says the main ghost stories derive from the King House, uh, main dorm, and the King House Cemetery. So the first step on the ghost walk involved the main dorm. And um, let's see here. They go over that first story there of, I believe, I'm not sure how you say it, Candy, C-U-N-D-I-E, um, the one that passed in the fire. So they cover that. Um, and uh, looking at this here, so the ghost stories began not long after she had passed. Girls reported hearing screaming and moaning in the hall. Now, hopefully that, again, is residual. Also, the wooden door to her dorm room, uh, you could see her face, eyes, nose, and mouth with flames. We had to put the door away because it became such a curiosity. So I'm guessing they mean it was burnt into the door. Um, wooden doors, I always wonder about that. What kind of energy gets sort of, not so much in that extreme of a fashion, but what kind of energy gets trapped or gets put into wooden doors? But um, the second most famous ghost is that of Mr. Edmund King, the man who built the King House in uh, early 1800s. So um, it's located on uh, the King House is located on campus and was considered a large, uh, large house in its time with glass windows and two stories. 
Uh, Lowe describes the ghost, ghostly wanderings of Edmund King in the house, apparently reported by um, students at, that were there staying at the campus at the time. <clears throat> so, um, wow, I already almost done, done with the show here. Uh, King and his wife, Nancy, had no, I'm sorry, looked like it was no, but it's 10 children. Wow. He was alive when the Civil War started and uh, maintained a fruit, fruit orchard behind his house. Lowe said King would wander the grounds and the family cemetery and the orchard. And so he would wander around and carry a shovel and lantern. Lowe said after his death, the stories of um, the lights that shine at night started. So that's so that's amazing. Maybe the light that is seen is um, from some kind of an apparition of the lantern. People say that they see lights and uh, the curtains of the house uh, move. And they say he's looking for the money and silver he buried in his front orchard, fruit orchard. So to this day, he's seen with a lantern. And uh, mentions more about the ghost walk. And there was um, part of a walking tours that the Montevello Chamber of Commerce was hosting during the month of June. So, and it has information about the next one, but this is from a little ways back. So, um, a lot of neat stories there. And again, it's amazing how often the legends and, and the history, they don't match, and yet there's still activity in these places. So, um, just wanted to point that out. And um, so I do have one more article here. We're not going to really get through it all. But uh, this is from a pretty good website. I've never really had a problem with it um, for all the things that I've looked up and everything. Uh, hauntedhouses.com. And the title of this article reads, Montevallo University. And it's basically just the name of it. So uh, says adult spirits here strongly care about the students. So um, apparently there are still two college-aged female spirits that interact with the people there. So, and again, there's more in this article here. Um, a lot of pictures. Oh, there's some pictures. And I'm guessing it's just going to, to review a lot of what I've already talked about here. Um, but I would definitely check out this article for more, just in case there's anything that I didn't get to. Uh, I've sort of, I used to like to go through all the articles I find about a place, but the problem with that is, unless I find like four articles or five articles about a place, which sometimes I do, there's um, Fort Morgan, I believe it was, was the last one. I found like five articles, and that ended up being like two episodes. Um, but this one, I found three articles, and a third article is not really enough for a whole other show. So, and I don't mind sort of leaving things for you all to uh, to check out on your own whenever you have free time to uh, read another article. So I think I'll just do that for this one here. And uh, that's where we'll stop with that. And, um, and again, there'll be... I'd probably another five or so episodes. Um, and uh, 
in, in this series on Alabama. Yeah, let me see. Looking at the chat here, lots of effort uh, goes into building a door. And that's from Jay, good friend of the show. Uh, has been been a guest on here a few times. So yeah, um, thank you all for listening, and hope you all enjoy this series on uh, haunted places. And we have a very long way to go. Um, we're just we're just working through towards the end of uh, Alabama. So. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of South Cedo Paranormal. Take care.